1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery.
2: BREAKING NEWS TONIGHT, ACQUITTED. AFTER BEING IMPEACHED BY THE HOUSE, THE SENATE DECIDES AGAINST REMOVING PRESIDENT TRUMP FROM OFFICE, VOTING TO ACQUIT HIM ON TWO ARTICLES OF IMPEACHMENT.
3: DONALD JOHN TRUMP, PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES, IS NOT GUILTY AS CHARGED.
2: IN A BREAK FROM HIS PARTY, AN EMOTIONAL MITT ROMNEY VOTING TO CONVICT.
3: THE PRESIDENT IS GUILTY OF AN APPALLING ABUSE OF PUBLIC TRUST.
2: Tonight, the president's reaction. The other breaking news, dangerous winter weather. As we come on the air, reports of tornadoes across Mississippi, high winds pulling down scaffolding in New Orleans, more than 60 million Americans now under winter weather alerts. Deeply divided, the president's State of the Union showcases partisan anger across America. The snubs, the boos, that moment, the speaker tearing up the speech. Tonight, the fallout, plus the truth and the fiction behind what was said. Passenger jet crash, a plane skids off the runway, splitting into pieces. More than 180 on board. How did anyone survive? Isolated on the water, hundreds of Americans exposed to that deadly coronavirus, now trapped on a cruise ship. We go inside. Plus the new case just diagnosed here in the U.S. Confronting Racism. The outburst at a town meeting now sparking conversations across the country.
4: And why didn't you stay in Mexico?
2: <gasps> what that man's son is now saying. You need to leave. And Kobe Bryant's Secret Acts of Kindness, how the NBA star made hundreds of wishes come true without anyone ever knowing.
5: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news tonight, because the U.S. Senate has acquitted President Trump on both articles of impeachment. It was a moment of history, only the third time the Senate has used its constitutional power to try a president. The votes broke along straight party lines, with one big exception— Republican Mitt Romney called the president's actions a flagrant assault on the nation's fundamental values, announcing in a voice choked with emotion his decision to vote guilty. The end of the trial comes seven weeks after the House impeached the president, but it leaves behind a deeply divided Congress and country, and it sets the stage for a bitter 2020 campaign. Nancy Cordes has followed it all from the very beginning and joins us tonight from Capitol Hill. Nancy. Nora, the president is declaring victory tonight, not just for himself,
6: but for the entire nation. Democrats responded by calling him a rogue leader and accusing the Senate of normalizing lawlessness.
3: Senators, how say you? Is the respondent, Donald John Trump, guilty or not guilty?
6: The Senate acquitted President Trump first on the charge of abuse of power. Not guilty then on the charge of obstructing
3: Congress. Donald John Trump, president of the United States, is not guilty as charged.
6: Utah Republican Mitt Romney was the only senator to break with his party.
3: The president asked a foreign government to investigate his political rival.
6: He explained his guilty vote this way.
3: Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. Were I to ignore the evidence that has been presented and disregard what I believe my oath and the Constitution demands of me, for the sake of a partisan end, it would, I fear, expose my character to history's rebuke.
6: Instead, he settled for his party's rebuke. Donald Trump Jr. called for Romney to be expelled from the GOP as other Republicans defended the president.
0: Exoneration comes when President Trump Gets reelected because the people of the United States are fed up with this crap.
6: It seems the five month ordeal, first in the House, then the Senate, has left everyone embittered.
5: It will be a stain on this body for all time. My friends
3: on the left simply don't want a fair process.
2: And Nancy joins us. So, how do both sides move on from here? Well, at this point, Nora, it doesn't appear that either side wants to
6: move on. House Democrats say that their investigations into this president and his finances continue. And the president's campaign tonight put out a pretty defiant statement of its own, saying President Trump has been totally vindicated. This impeachment hoax will go down as the worst miscalculation in American political history. No apologies, no concessions from anyone, Nora.
2: All right, Nancy, thank you. Now to the other breaking news tonight. Several tornadoes have been reported across Mississippi, part of a powerful weather system charging across the country. More than 60 million people are under alerts tonight. Omar Villafranca reports.
5: Multiple tornadoes were spotted across Mississippi with toppled trees and reports of damage around the state. that has got to be a tornado. The dangerous storms with heavy rain extended to Louisiana where high winds brought down this scaffolding in New Orleans, crushing the cars below and injuring one person. The same weather system brought snow to parts of Texas and Oklahoma. Farther north in Oklahoma City, the storm made a mess of the morning commute, causing fender benders and backups for miles. Further east, a truck crashed on a bridge over the Missouri River, freezing traffic along I-70. The Tulsa metro area received four to five inches of snow, and that brought out all the kids and their sleds. Many schools were closed today, and some will remain closed tomorrow. Nora?
2: And as if on cue, about 10 of them just went sledding right behind you. Thank you, Omar. So where is this storm headed? For that, we turn to WCBS's Lonnie Quinn. Lonnie?
7: All right, well, you take a storm like this, it's going to move from west to east, but this is one storm with two different stories to it. Now, you just heard from Omar, we've got the winter weather element up around the Ohio Valley right now into portions of Michigan, also around Texas and Oklahoma, but you've got severe weather in portions of the south and wherever you see these red peaks those are very high top thunderstorms they do hold the potential for tornadic activity and we have tornado watches and warnings right now in effect until 11 p.m. where do they go from this point forward that's going to move to the east like we talked about so you get to tomorrow morning all right you're looking at some snow up around the thumb of michigan northern new england snow as well but that line of yellow and reds the heavy storms with the heating of the day and we're talking record heat tomorrow for portions of the carolinas into florida that could ignite those thunderstorms 26 million people could possibly see it. For northern New England, that snow will turn over to rain. You got to go well north to sort of hold on to the white stuff for skiers out there. But that's the way we see it, Nora.
2: Thanks, Lonnie. And by the way, happy National Weather Person's Day. Oh,
7: you're a sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Have a good one. All right, now to last night's State of the Union. President Trump has made shattering political norms a hallmark of his time in office. But in the aftermath of the speech, people are still talking about what they heard and saw in the president's address. Major Garrett reports tonight from the White House.
3: Thank you very much. Fallout from the president's address reverberated across the country. The State of the Union last night, I thought was a great State of the Union. On News Talk 820 a.m. in Dallas, conservative host Rick Roberts heard from listeners lauding President Trump. God bless Donald Trump. President Trump pitted out of the park. And knocking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who shredded her copy of the speech. I thought, did you just really do that? Let's say hi to... Jim. In New York, on Michelangelo Sr. So Ellie's Sirius XM show, reaction was sympathetic to Pelosi, whose hand the president refused to shake.
1: I think Nancy Pelosi and the words of our kids here in Baltimore is the
3: bomb. The president's speech was as much a celebration of him as it was a rejection of the previous administration.
0: Before I took office, health insurance premiums had more than doubled in just five years. The
3: president made this promise.
0: We will always protect patients with pre-existing conditions.
3: Yet the Trump administration is pursuing a lawsuit that would end Obamacare and dismantle that
0: protection. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs. That's true,
3: although job growth has remained mostly steady since 2010. And this one.
0: And I was pleased to announce last year that for the first time in 51 years, the cost of prescription drugs actually went
3: down. That's false. Drug prices actually rose. At times, one half of the House chamber echoed like a campaign rally while the other half seethed. It also had the reality show hallmarks that made Mr. Trump famous, a soldier reunion on the balcony, and the presentation of the Medal of Freedom to controversial radio host Rush Limbaugh, recently diagnosed with cancer. That recognition of Limbaugh incensed Democrats who've long accused him of being racially offensive, hostile to feminism, and mocking of climate change, among other things. But populist conservatives have embraced Limbaugh for decades, making that gesture among the most memorable of the night for the president's political base. Nora.
2: All right, Major Garrett with the fact check tonight. Thank you, Major. Tonight, some remarkable pictures from Istanbul, Turkey, where a passenger jet ran off a slick runway while landing. The plane broke apart and at least three people were killed, but more than 180 people were able to get out. Charlie Daggett has more on what happened.
8: It came in so hard that the force of skidding off the runway split the plane into pieces. The front of the fuselage not only ripped away, but flipped upside down. Dramatic initial pictures showed not a single emergency worker in sight. The passengers became first responders, helping the walking wounded make their way out of the cracks. CCTV footage caught the moment the plane landed in stormy weather until it seemed disappearing off the edge. CBS News obtained this audio from the control tower. The Pegasus flight, a Boeing 737, had 177 passengers and six crew on board, children reportedly among them. Just a month ago, another Pegasus plane came off a runway at the same airport. Before investigators question how it could have happened again, a more positive question emerges tonight, how so many managed to survive. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London.
2: Well, tonight, results from the Iowa caucuses are still dribbling in after Monday's meltdown. The latest numbers show Pete Buttigieg holding on to his slight lead in delegates over Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are third and fourth. Ed O'Keefe reports the candidates have already put Iowa in their rearview mirrors.
9: With his lead holding in Iowa, a confident Pete Buttigieg rallied voters in New Hampshire today ahead of Tuesday's primary. There are options somewhere in between a revolution and a status quo. He's hoping to repeat his strong showing in the caucuses, where the 38-year-old found surprisingly broad support across the state, especially in rural counties and across
4: all age groups. This is the best piece of news I think our campaign's gotten since I entered this race.
9: The latest results from Iowa still have former Vice President Joe Biden in a distant fourth place. I am not going to sugarcoat it. We took a gut punch in Iowa. Biden process- is now drawing sharp contrasts with both Bernie Sanders, the current frontrunner in New Hampshire, and Buttigieg who he criticized as inexperienced. It's a risk to be just straight up with you for this party to nominate someone who's never held an office higher than mayor of a town of 100,000 people in Indiana. Sanders sits atop the polls in New Hampshire, where he has the largest team of staffers and volunteers, but he's still holding out hope he can beat Buttigieg outright in Iowa. I assume that one of these years that vote count will be completed. Aides to former Vice President Biden tell CBS News that he's going to target Buttigieg and Sanders specifically over the issues of electability and health care in hopes of a rebound here in the Granite State. As one advisor told me, after all, New Hampshire loves a comeback.
2: Nora? It, It sure does. All right, Ed. Thank you. Tonight, a small city in Michigan finds itself in the middle of a fierce debate over racism and immigration. It boiled over this week during a community meeting meant to address rising racial tensions. Well, instead, one exchange caused an eruption of anger. Adriana Diaz reports tonight from Saline, Michigan. At the community meeting, Adrian Irayola was recounting his son's experience at school with
10: racist taunts.
9: When I went to his bedroom to say good night and he was crying because of the abuse that he was enduring in this school system. Then why didn't you stay in Mexico?
10: Story right now, and that's a of what our kids are experiencing. Were you shocked to hear someone
9: say that? Shocked is an understatement. Uh, that was not a question. That was an attack.
10: The man, identified as Tom Bertel, later added...
4: You got, uh, black racism all the time? Try
5: being white and walk in a black neighborhood. See what happens.
10: The Saline Area School District, which is nearly 90% white, called the Monday meeting after a Snapchat conversation between high school football players titled racist surfaced. In it, players reportedly wrote white power and referred to black players in the chat with the N-word.
3: Racism has got to go!
10: Today, Saline rallied. This is who we are. We are a community that loves everyone. In a statement, the school district denounced Bertel's comments, writing, this type of bigotry goes against all the values and beliefs of our school system.
9: I think that Celine has a lot of work to do. They need to ask themselves, what can we do better to include everybody?
10: We tried to reach Tom Bertel both at home and by phone, but we couldn't interview him. His son, however, spoke out online, saying his father's, quote, views of hate in no way reflect his own. The conversation here continues. There's another community forum one week from today. Nora?
2: I'm glad to hear that conversation will continue. Adyama, thank you. We are just getting word from actor Michael Douglas that his father, the Hollywood legend, Kirk Douglas, has died. John Blackstone looks back at his long career.
7: I'm Spartacus.
3: I'm Spartacus.
4: But there was only one Spartacus Spartacus and only one Kirk Douglas. In the golden age of the silver screen, he held a firm grip on all things macho. But in real life, Kirk Douglas was one of the biggest softies in town. Go, He was born in 1916. Isir Danielevich to Russian immigrant parents. After serving in the Navy in World War II, he changed his name to Kirk Douglas and got his first movie role in The Strange Love of Martha Ivers. What's mine is yours. Kirk Douglas quickly became a star. As an unscrupulous boxer in Champion, a greedy movie mogul in The Bad and the Beautiful, You're right, Harry. One day you work for me. The tortured artist, a gunfighter. Anybody else want to try their luck? A French army truck. colonel. Get
8: these men out of here!
4: More than eighty movies in all. All right,
8: let's give it another try.
4: John Blackstone, CBS News, Hollywood.
2: A remarkable legacy. Kirk Douglas was one hundred and three years old. And we turn now to this developing story. Another case of the coronavirus was confirmed today here in the U.S., this time in Wisconsin, that makes at least a dozen cases here. More Americans arrived in the U.S. today from the outbreak zone in China, and they'll spend the next two weeks under observation. Also tonight, more than 400 Americans quarantined on board a cruise ship off the coast of Japan. An American passenger is infected with the virus. No one worked harder than Kobe Bryant on the basketball court, but what you may not know, he also devoted much of his time to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Kobe helped grant more than 200 wishes during his time with the Lakers. Jamie Yukis on how he changed one fan's life.
11: Jeffrey McKenzie was born with the blood disorder, sickle cell anemia. He wasn't supposed to live past age five. How many times do you think you were in the hospital as a kid?
1: I don't, I don't think I could put a number on that.
11: That was your second home? First. Then, the Make-A-Wish Foundation stepped in.
1: So you can have three wishes, and I gave them, meet Kobe Bryant, go to a Laker game to meet Kobe Bryant, and meet Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so... You were focused. I was focused. <laughs> to me, he was like my superman, so just had to meet him.
11: Eight-year-old Jeffrey finally met his idol.
1: At first, I freaked out. I was just, like, stunned. What's so amazing about Kobe um, is these kids, he wouldn't meet them in groups. They were one-on-one. Just to see the joy in my son's face was just incredible.
11: He got to meet Bryant a second time when mom sneaked Jeffrey out of the hospital. The third time was outside the Staples Center locker room. This week, Jeffrey returned to the arena to pay his respects to Bryant and his daughter Gianna.
1: I literally look at him like one of my fathers. Look at my dad and Kobe Bryant. Those are the top two men in my life. I hope I have all girls now. (laughs) You want to be a girl dad. I want to be a girl dad. So I want to be there for, for my daughters like he was.
11: Jeffrey reminds us all that wishes can come true and legends live on forever. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. And
2: that Kobe granted so many of those wishes. Some news today, we learned water levels in Lake Michigan have reached their highest winter level in decades. So on tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're going to show you the drastic steps that people are taking to save their homes. Look at that. Also a reminder, if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later the same day. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. We're going to see you right back here tomorrow. Good night.